Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Burquist, your host today of Women Leading the Way, and we are going to have a pretty interesting conversation today on our topic of disciplined through fear, but we're going to take a money perspective, and so I'm excited to introduce my guest today. Known her for a while, she is definitely a leading lady, but with me today is Tanya Torres, and she is the CEO and founder of the Power Planning Incorporated. She's also a financial advisor within the financial market, and Tanya, I just want to have all of our listeners know about you, but first say hello to all of our listeners and say happy Friday. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for having me, Michelle. Yeah, I'm excited. We've been having some really great conversations, and this is one, as you know, that's near and dear to my heart, but not at the expertise or level that you do. I just, I think, you know, this whole concept of how women can take charge more of their financial house and and be more empowered with their financial wherewithal is definitely a passion of mine, and I know it's a big one of yours. Can you just share with our listeners, like, your background and you know, how you kind of got to this point in starting, you know, your corporation, the Power Planning Incorporated, because I think you got a lot of layers there, but just briefly kind of share with our listeners your your journey, if you will, to your expertise. Of course. So I started my career in finance at Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor when I first joined. I didn't really know what to expect from the finance world. And within a year in, I was like, wow, absolutely mind blown at the information that I had learned, all of the concepts that were going in one year and sometimes going out the other because I was just like, where was all of this information, you know, five years ago? Where was it for my parents? Where was it for my sisters, for all my family? Mm. I didn't grow up in an environment where financial literacy or financial conversations in general were held. So uh, for me, being in that environment as my job was something completely out of this world. I soon came to realize, though, that at Merrill Lynch and like at a lot of big financial companies on Wall Street, they do a lot of what's called asset management. They pretty much invest money for others. Um, And there, unfortunately, is an asset minimum for most corporations, for most institutions. It's typically $250,000 or $500,000 and more. Um, And that's kind of where I hit a roadblock internally because I kept thinking to myself, how can I help other people that want to be in the position to have 250000 or 500000 and then be able to hire an advisor if they don't know how to get there? So that passion and that drive to help more people and to help, you know, people like my parents, like myself, like, you know, friends and family that 
don't have that financial literacy, that's kind of where my idea to start power planning came about. Um, and I'm hoping that now through, you know, my product, I'll be able to facilitate people's ability to become a little bit more financial liter- li- literate and take on their finances on their own. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's awesome. I mean, I had no idea that that was kind of like your motivator. I know you've shared so much, you know, with me and then also through your suit talk of why you do what you do to empower women under the financial kind of piece. But hearing that that was what was kind of a stopgap for you to see how financial assets under management is just such a minimum portfolio place that a lot of people get left out of that. You know what I mean? Because but I, right. I, I, do you see like I do? I mean, again, we're both part of Connected Women of Influence, and I love being at the helm of that. I, I see so frequently how many women that are smart in business, they own companies, they're leading their own business, or they're self-employed, or even they're career women at executive levels. And so many women just are not on top of their financial house. I mean, is this what you see too? I mean, is it fear? Is it... They don't, they just have never gotten interested in I see it as a combination, but what do you see in working with the women that you, you know, work with? Yeah, I definitely see it as also a combination of fear, fear to make a mistake as fear of the unknown and where to start. And I think there's a big element that I see in women that are, I don't see as often as men as is that element of like trust and that element of being able to relate to somebody to know that they have they've been where you are for one or two that they do have your best interest at heart and even though you don't really understand what is fully being talked about that you know that you're in good hands so i think those are you know a few of the reasons that i think that you know women kind of hesitate a lot when it comes to their finances but I mean, at the end of the day, um, I always tell people, we weren't taught it in school. It's still not being taught in schools. But at a certain age in your life, you get to the point where it's like, okay, how long can I use the, well, they didn't teach me in school excuse to not really sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get my financial life under control now and I need to see what I can do and how I can learn. And, and it becomes kind of like anything else. You, When you start a new skill or a new hobby or a new job, you don't know what you're doing. And you become good and you become comfortable with those ideas and those skills and those hobbies by, you know, doing it over and over and looking at it over and over. And then just that makes you more comfortable overall. So I think, you know, the step number one would be to, like, just say, screw it, I'm scared, but I need to start. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you the question, like, what's the first step? Like, what do they need to do? Like, pick up the phone and call someone like you? Is it, you know, because, and I'm going to go here for a minute, just because I think, you, again, you and I have had these conversations that, you know, you need to be aware of who you're talking to. I mean, I'm always amazed, at least I was as a commercial banker, how many people mm-hmm. would just be willing to take every penny of their, you know, let's say they took a, you know, they got a their retirement account, and, you know, not enough women specifically pay attention to what their investment portfolio is with their, you know, with their 401k plan. They're just like, okay, whatever, like, you know, I'll just do the company, you know, the company stock and not really look at other stocks or other things. It's just, where does a woman start? Like if they want to really 
you know, be motivated, and then we'll talk about discipline in a minute, but where would you suggest they start with step one? Well, I would say step one, you don't even need to hire anybody or make any calls. Step number one is sitting down with a piece of paper, with a pen, with your bank statement, with maybe a 401k statement if you have it, and any credit card statements or any debt that you have, and putting it all in front of you and saying, okay, where am I now? Am I in debt? Do I need to figure out how to get out of debt first? Do I have savings? What do I need to do with the savings? Pretty much it's finding out, figuring out where am I now and where am I trying to go? Because if you don't have goals that are ironed out for yourself and your finances, you don't really know what you're looking for out there because there's so many different financial products, so many different accounts, so many different strategies that you can take, but they're all dependent on what are your goals? Where are you trying to go? Are you trying to invest for retirement? Are you investing maybe for a large purchase in five years? Are you looking to invest just to invest? Are you looking to pay down your debt? So I think that is really step number one. And I think that is usually the step that people, you know, including men, that they want to skip over because they want to be able to pick up the phone or send an email and for somebody to just say, okay, yeah, here you go. Um, based off what you're telling me, um, this is this is the magic solution to your financial um, struggles, you know, and it, unfortunately it doesn't work that way, but you being able to sit down and look, look through your finances, look through your statements, I think it's very telling as a person and you're kind of breaking that psychological barrier of, you, of avoidance. Now you're looking at it. Now you see, okay, I'm looking at my statement last month. Holy crap, I spent way too much money doing this. Or, oh, I didn't even realize that this was coming out of my account. I think really that's step number one. And that's something that you can do in the comfort of your own home, at your dinner table, with your spouse, um, you know, with, with anybody. I would just say, you know, push through that wall of fear of looking and avoiding and then just do it. I love that. I love that. And we're going to come back in just a second. But, you know, I want to, when we come back, I want to talk about this new product and planner book that you have. So I'm super excited for you to share about that. But also, it's like, I don't know, when you were talking, it reminded me, and I always go to Disney on everything, but the Alice in Wonderland movie, and it was like the Cheshire Cat who said, you know, if you don't know where you want to go, anywhere will do. I mean, it's like, I think the big thing that I'd love to start when we come back after the commercial break here is go, how do people even, like so many people don't even know what they want. That's the hard part. Like I hear business owners that say, I never want to retire or people go, I don't know. I just want a financial advisor to tell me, like you said, but I I challenge anybody on that. You got to figure out what you want. Maybe you have some suggestions on that. So hang on because I am going to thank one of our sponsors right now. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft. 
and a big thank you to all of our sponsors and our partners. So, Tanya, I'm coming back to you. We're talking about being disciplined through fear, and we'll talk a little bit about the fear here on the wrap-up side, but what are your thoughts about people kind of coming together and just kind of getting centered and and figuring out what they want? Because I I see that as one of the biggest problems. People just go make me money, like you said, and they just throw it all over to a financial advisor or do nothing with it, stick it in savings and spend and build credit, you know, spend. what's, What's your thought on figuring out can do that? Yeah, I think it's definitely a a step that people overlook and look over or think that it's not important. And sometimes when I've sat down with clients or prospects, you know, I have to remind them, it's not my job to tell you um, what your goal is for retirement. It's not my job to figure out how much is enough or how much risk do I take. That's not my job. My job is for you to tell me what you want and what you have now and then how to help and I will help you get there. But without an end without an end point, how do you know where you're going? And it's very, very difficult to nail down and to get create a strategy of how to achieve a goal when there's no goal. So I think it's something that people should think about because that's kind of where, you know, when when you do start talking numbers. For for some people, retiring with $75,000 a year, that is a ton of money. Um, you know, there they would be they would have a more than comfortable lifestyle in retirement with $75,000 a year. For others, they maybe need 100 or 150. So at that point, I'm telling people, and I'm telling people now, it's like, if you don't know what that lifestyle is, if you don't know what that end goal is, it's going to be 10 times more difficult for you to create a plan because there's nothing to plan for or to. Yeah, that's good. You know, I know you've got this really exciting new product coming out with your planner book. Do you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about that? Because I think this is some of those fundamentals that you're going to kind of really go back to, I guess, you know, where the rubber meets the road with people and have them start at step one, you know, and then kind of build things. But tell, talk a little bit about your planner book. I'm excited. You're going to have it in a couple of weeks. So tell, tell our listeners about it. I'm super excited. Thanks, Michelle. Yes. So I am launching a, it's called, it's going to be called a power planner. And essentially within the planner, it, I'm, I detail all of the concepts within financial planning, Um, budgeting and credit, savings, debt tracking, investments, um, insurance, and how to read your insurance policies, and how to know how your income gets taxed and how to read your tax statements, and also touches on how to what documents and what you need to have in order for your estate plan. I think a lot of times when people think of financial planning or they think of getting their finances in order, they only think about debt and they only think about investments. And while those are two really important elements, they're not the full picture of your financial plan. Um, and then a lot of other little cool uh, features within the planner, I have a page on how to read a stock quote, like what each number means and how they're, how to, what type of retirement account may be better for you and what each one of them does and so forth. So I think it's a good guide 
for the average person that maybe doesn't know where to start or how to start. I think it gives them a really good foundation of how to set everything down, how to really put everything on paper and see where you are, create the plan, figure out what the goals are, and then how to start actually working towards them. I can't wait to see the book because it's like, you know, well, I remember as a banker, it's like, you know, because everybody would say, okay, you got to go, go get a budget together, you know, and until you, I managed, you know, a lot, I always remember, and I think I've shared this with you, my grandfather every year who was not in financial planning, but definitely was about money management would give my sister and I this green booklet every year. This was before the internet, mind you. So I'm really dating myself. And I have a reason I'm bringing this up is that he told us every year, you know, and this was a Christmas present, which I was like, ew, but we got other things. But this one was always one that we could count on that was in our stocking. And it's his whole idea was make sure you keep track of what you make and what you spend. And, you know, it just it drives attention for you being more mindful of what you spend because now with debit cards and, you know, the pay, like, you know, kind of like tapping things, but you just don't keep track of your money like we used to. And, you know, then there's people that talk about having cash only and using that. And I'm like, how do people just use cash only anymore? But what are your thoughts, like either apps out there that people can use to look at their budget or is there an easy way to do that? I know get your workbook and we'll have to make sure we do a follow-up when your workbook comes out, you know, your, your planner book, your power planner. But what are some even like digital ways maybe or app ways that people could kind of like keep track of their money better. Any thoughts? Yeah, believe it or not, Michelle, I am not a fan of budgeting. The reason I'm not a fan of budgeting is because when it comes to budgets, I feel like all you hear all the time is, you know, advice like, don't spend on coffee, cut back on expenses, don't go on vacation, don't do this. It's all around restriction. And I think that is really Mm. the mentality that discourages people from sitting down because they're the way that they feel is that the moment that I look at this, I'm going to have to stop doing this. I can't buy this. I can't do that. So I think that is one of the biggest reasons why people don't do it because they don't want to feel restricted. I think the easiest way for you to budget is to pay yourself first. If you have a goal to save a certain amount per month, then whether you get paid weekly or biweekly or monthly, you know, divide that by however you get paid, divide that monthly goal, and the moment you get paid, put that money aside immediately, and the rest of your money is yours to spend. And I think more than anything, I think it's really – Uh, figuring out what's important to me. If I'm somebody that loves coffee and I love going to coffee shops, maybe me cutting coffee out of my budget or out of my spending is going to make me really unhappy. But maybe I don't care for Netflix, so maybe I'm okay cutting my Netflix subscription because I don't watch it anyways. (laughs) I'm just – I'm just – It's just been linked to my credit card for so long that I forgot about it. So I think those are the type of things that people need to think, well, what's important to me? You know, I need to spend more purposely than I do need to worry about where every single dollar is going. I think that, you know, that is so awesome because, you know, it is true. We've gotten so lackadaisical about some of the recurring, you know, monthly subscriptions that we belong to. Like I was just thinking the other day, when is the last time I actually – 
you know, download it or listen to an Audible book. And I've got the right. Audible app. And I'm like, but I always listen to my Kindle. And it's like I'm downloading right. the books because I like to read. And so I got rid yeah. of my Audible subscription. That's 15 bucks a month. I was like, wow, I've yeah. got up, you know. I mean, there's so much. I think that we can do, but you're right. Don't limit yourself. And it's, it it is, it's almost like disheartening when you think of all you have to cut out where you're going. No, I can live my life like I want to, which is purposefully. I love that word. And the other thing that I like that you brought up was have an escape plan. Cause I, one of the things that bugs me to just crazily is because we interact with so many small business owners. And what I always like go crazy for is when a financial advisor says, so what's kind of your, what's your date that you're thinking of you want to retire? And and what, where do you want to go travel? Some people don't want to go travel. Like some people mm-hmm. don't even think about retirement. They think of different things. So I'm curious with you, you know, you, you I guess mentioned this, you know, about the discipline side of things. How do you see that for women to kind of take charge of their financial house and be more disciplined? What does that entail? Because I know you mentioned be more purposeful, but what does discipline, you know, kind of mean to you that you can share with our listeners? I think discipline means can mean several things regarding several different aspects of finances. I think overall discipline means Regardless of how the month went or how the quarter went or how the week went, I'm still going to check in on my accounts every month or every week or however often I need to be. And even though I know that I spent more than I should have or maybe I did this that I shouldn't have, I still need to check in with where I'm at, where my progress, and I need to be able to look at my actions and say I did a good job or maybe I didn't regardless of how I'm feeling about you know anything overall when it comes to investments I think discipline is really in thinking in terms of years not weeks not months not quarters really think in terms of years when the market does has days like what it had today you know we closed the Dow closed down about a thousand points today it's really, really easy to log into your account and get discouraged when you are thinking, yeah. oh, my God, look at my account. Look at what happened today. But if you just zoom out on your chart a little bit, if you zoom out on market performance in the past five years, your account would still be up a good, you know, 25 30%. So especially I always tell people, if you're looking at a retirement account, why are you panicking over what's happening today? Are you retiring today? And even if you're retiring today, just because you retire doesn't mean your money has to retire. So I think having the discipline all comes back to trusting your plan. What is the plan for that money? If it's retirement money, then it's okay. What happens day to day is really just noise. What happens even month to month is just really just noise. Because the way that you should be looking at it is what I'm doing now is going is for my future self in five or 10 years or maybe 20 years. And, you know, same thing with pretty much any habit that you adopt. When you start a business, you don't reap the rewards immediately. What you do today maybe is going to pay you in five years or 10 years. So I think just thinking in terms of years and decades if possible, I think that's really the the mentality to have when it comes to anything, when it comes to finances, when it comes to investing, when it comes to starting a business, you don't, you reap what you sow, but down the road, not immediately. 
I love that. My gosh, those, those are great. I know you've just got so much in you, but what is kind of the big, hairy, audacious goals for the for Power Planning Incorporated? Like, I know you've got your new power planner coming out. Like, you're shifting a little bit from the advisory piece to doing more financial education, which I absolutely love. And I know you and I are talking about that for our association um, to help our members. But what, what is the big the big plan for you with Power Planning Incorporated. What are you looking to do to build your kingdom, girl? Put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I have to practice what I preach. So I think my ultimate goal is to really extend my reach and to really tell people that finance, financial planning and looking at your finances, getting on track when it comes to your finances is not as scary as it seems. And it's not something you don't need to be a brain surgeon to figure it out. There's a lot of resources out there, which, you know, with social media, it's a good and it's a bad thing because you don't always know who to trust. So I think my biggest goal is to reach as many people as I can and really show them, hey, I'm laying the foundation for you here. You follow these steps, you should be in a much better path or on a much better path than you were previously. And as you can see, it's broken down and simplified for you so easily for you to be able to understand it because one thing that I always tell people is if you don't understand it, don't buy it. <laughs> you should be able to explain it to your spouse when you get home or to your friend or, you know, a family member. It should be that simple. So I think that's my goal. And as of now, it's going to be product-based. Down the line, maybe I will extend to seminars or some sort of live education. But for now, I think it's going to be a little bit more um, self-directed for people. I like that. And, you know, it it is, I just, I hate when I hear people say that they weren't able to deal with a financial advisor that has a minimum portfolio. And, you know, one word we haven't talked about this whole time, maybe you mentioned it once, and it's like the regret. I know that I see people in their 50s or 60s that they didn't take more of an active role in their financial, you know, plan or whatever. But what what do you see most that people, you know, kind of like really kind of like, kick themselves up with or regret the most when it comes to the the kind of like financial plan and their financial wherewithal? Definitely the number one regret is why didn't I start sooner? That is for Mm -hmm. sure when it comes to tracking your debt, when it comes to just getting more organized, when it comes to investing, it's always why didn't I start sooner? And I think people have that realization when they understand it and they think, oh, this isn't brain surgery. Like, I could have figured this out. Like, I, I could have known this a few years ago, and I would have been in a completely different spot. But I think, you know, in Warren Buffett's words, the best time to invest is kind of like planting a tree, either today or 10 years ago. So don't let any more time pass. <laughs> I think, can you come out with probably 10,000 Warren Buffett quotes? Because I think we all want to follow that model, right? Look at him. <laughs> Yeah, and he's from my home state, so I get very prideful when I think of you know the that he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. But we'll go that. If yeah. any of our listeners don't know who Warren Buffett is, it's like hello, you need to look up Warren Buffett. <laughs> so we'll go with that. I love it. All right, well I'm going to ask you because we just got a minute or two left. But you know, with your new book coming out and all that kind of stuff, it's like if our listeners want to reach out to you, I know we have a link to your Instagram 
um, page. How do you want people to reach out and connect with you if they've got questions and maybe they want to get the Power Planner? Where, where is it going to be available and how do you want people to reach you? Yeah, so as of now, we are on social media, so you can follow my page. It's Tanya underscore T underscore, or the Power Planning page, which is Power Planning underscore. I will have all of the details. We'll be doing a big release and and reveal when the planner is out and available. And, of course, we will have our website that you can purchase from. But I will be keeping, be showing and sharing updates as I have them through my personal page and through the power planning page. Nice. I'm so excited to see where you go. We'll have to have you back. I think we talked about, and just this is for our listeners, we also do a radio show that is specifically geared to our, our future up and coming female leaders. So I get excited over that, that we can kind of like hopefully help, uh, help mold the next generation on the right track or whatever track they want to make, but to kind of like groom them a little bit. So I'm excited about having you back, Tanya. Um, I ask this of every single one of my guests. I want you to leave us with something motivational or inspirational or empowering that all of our listeners can go, wow, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one step or one leap or whatever, but how can you leave us with something pretty empowering? No pressure. Uh, yeah, so I would say that one thing that keeps me going all the time and keeps me pushing even when I feel scared or I feel um, doubtful, I think I, I think of the quote that says, the fear of regret is stronger than the fear of failure. So in 10 years, probably what you failed at won't really matter if you fail if you try something and you fail, well, you'll probably learn from it. And if you don't fail, then you'll succeed from it and probably make some money. So there's just really a win-win situation. You just got to try it. <laughs> Boom. That's what we got to do on that one. But is that really a book, The Fear of Regret? Is that a book that you're talking uh, no, about? No, it's, that, that was... it's a quote. I love that. It's a quote. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Very awesome. You have been an awesome guest. Thank you for being my leading lady today on our show. Um, to all of our listeners, I just want to say thank you to you for listening. We, we are not only available live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're also here on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time, and we're quickly moving and growing to a national uh, daily show. So for right now, what's also exciting is that if you can't listen live, we are available on pretty much all the subscription podcast networks. So specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So you can find us if you look up Women Lead Radio Podcasts. Um, I want to wish everyone a great weekend. I mean, Tanya, thanks for so much of great insight. And remember, the fear of regret is what none of us want. So start with one step today and build your financial future. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.